0: Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome to another episode of the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob. I am JP. And we're here talking about the greatest songs of modern music history. They're great because we say they're great. And we're going to talk about why we like them and why we think you should too. How you doing today? Magnificent. Well, you're looking fantastic. Well, I'm happy Just to be here. As good as I've ever seen you. Well, I showered today. <laughs> That's it. Uh, we got a fun song today. This isn't necessarily on that top list of like, if you were to write down the hundred greatest songs that you can think of, I'm not sure this one would make that list. But man, is it fun! And really, the criteria for the Great Song Podcast is when you hear this song on the radio, do you turn it up? And if the answer is yes, then it belongs. It's part of the Great Song family. And this is a song from a a band that I didn't fully get when I was younger. But I appreciate them more now, especially as songwriters. Um, and that we're talking about the Australian band Men at Work. And today our topic is their single from the album Business as Usual called Who Can It Be Now? Who Can It Be Now? Like who, who, who even can it be? Let's listen. Maybe we'll find out.
1: That's a uh, who can it be now by Minute Work. Interesting story on the way this song was written. Um, the music was actually written in a treehouse by Colin Hay, uh, the frontman and leader of this vocal- yeah. of this uh, of this band, and his girlfriend. They wrote the music in a treehouse. But the lyrics came later. Um,
0: Were they uh, K-I-S-S-I-N-G?
1: Yeah, calling in a girlfriend, (laughs) sitting in a tree. That's good. Um, The lyrics came later. He lived near drug dealers at the time, and he was afraid to answer the door. No kidding. And he said every time somebody knocked on his door, it was somebody either wanting something from him because he couldn't pay his rent or something, or it was somebody looking for the drug dealers.
0: Wow. He was like,
1: so who could it be? I don't want to open the door that answers uh, can-
0: literally all my questions. All the about questions song.
1: about what I was re- Rob asked me before like right before he started, he's like I think he had a list of something to Yeah,
0: I had a I was I was gonna take us down a road of like a list of questions of why? Why does he want to be alone? And I was like, like well, Why does he not want to be bothered? Well, it's because of this, Rob. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> like, Okay, well, you <laughs> can talk about it. Lives in a kick, drug neighborhood. Okay. It. Um, well, now, all right. Well, this has been a great episode of. Uh, Thank you for listening. <laughs> this is the Great Song Podcast. <laughs> this has been a
1: three-minute episode of the Great Song Podcast. Now, um, my, I guess probably the most notable part of the song is the sax intro. Yeah, the saxophone intro. Very memorable. Um, it was originally later in the song um, when it was originally recorded. They had it later in the song and the producer asked that they put it at the beginning um and he was asked he actually did a solo later um in the song and the way they did the solo is he was just like just do you know just play something so we could check the sound and everything just improvise something and they recorded and he's like okay we'll keep that and he was like well i was just checking the sound i thought he's like nope that's good that's perfect huh. and that's how they left it and they moved this part which would have originally been a solo section to the intro really? as the hook.
0: And it became a hook. It became the and hook. And a good one. A great hook. Wow. You know, that's I heard um, Jack White of the White Stripes. Uh, he recorded an album a few years ago with um, uh, Coal Miner's daughter, Tammy Wynette. Okay. Uh, is that right? Am I have I got the right name? Uh, no, Loretta, Loretta Lynn. Lynn. Loretta Lynn. Thank you. Um, and he, he recorded an album with her, which was kind of an odd pairing to begin with. But one of his things was you get one take on vocals uh, and if you, and whatever comes out is what we go with. So like he felt that it was a, it was a better way to get a raw, more emotional, whatever than trying to make it perfect. And so he, and I don't know if this is, con, if if he just did this with her because he thought it would work or if this is just his common practice thing. but, uh, but it was a, you get one take and uh, you know, whatever. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the, the scratch takes are the best. Uh, famously, um, Christina Aguilera. Have we talked about this before? I don't I don't think so. Okay. So this is really interesting. Um, Christina Aguilera's vocals on the song beautiful, right? Mega hit, just multi platinum mega hit. That's her scratch vocal uh, scratch vocal is you go huh. in and you record a vocal take just to have a feel for it so that you can produce around the rest of the put, song put and the
1: band parts around. Yeah. It and feel and how the,
0: you know, feel how the vocals, um, you know, fit into That's the, cool. fit into that. the rest of the song. And so, uh, that was her just scratch vocal take. And if you, if you listen to it at the very end, Um, you can actually hear like the click, the click track from the studio coming through, through her headphones into the mic when she's going, um, don't you bring me down today. It's very, very quiet in that moment after coming off a big moment. And so she had her headphones blasting and you can hear it in there because they weren't going for perfection at that point. You just hear the bleed from the, from the click. I Um, love the minor four chord in the first part of the verse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah great chord progression um and uh, so anyway sometimes the first take is is the That's best cool. sometimes it's magic like, i usually try and make a practice of uh you know if i've got somebody recording something and especially if they're maybe a little bit nervous uh you know recording um i try and record their i'll say let's get one just to make sure we're rolling make sure everything's working and and i'll record it without their knowledge um, just in case, you know what I mean? It, because you, winter. sometimes that red light comes on and you tense up and you, you know, and you just play more relaxed or sing more relaxed without, you know, just thinking it's a practice thing. So far, I, I've never captured that like golden take, but one of these days it's going to pay off.
1: Certainly worked for Greg Ham. It certainly did work.
0: work for Greg Ham.
1: Um, you got any other best sax hooks, anything you get like saxophone
0: hooks. Well, I'm saying
1: sax, like saxophone,
0: hook, re- hooks. sax hooks. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, we already know if you're if you're a listener to the podcast, we already know that I'm a big fan, apparently, of Baker Street, Baker Street. by Jerry Rafferty, Jerry Rafferty. Uh, not to be confused with not Journey. to be confused with Who's Crying Now by Journey. But uh, yeah, Baker Street, the uh... yeah, so that's that's a good one. You got one? I've got a few. Uh, <clears throat> call
1: Me Al, Paul Simon. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah multiple like saxes. Um, not Chevy Chase on sax, even though he is on right. the video. Yes. Um, Careless Whisper, George Michael.
0: Yeah, that was that was gonna be my other one. Yep. Um, that that it, is, if you're
1: listening. Uh... Have you seen the video of the guy in
0: tail? I was just about to say. <laughs> like, the, what risen. is he called? Um, uh, he's just called like sa- not sexy man. What is he called like? Anyway, there's a guy on YouTube who will just like. In grocery can, stores. Yeah, you can pay him to like show up somewhere playing that song. Oh, and poorly. It's up. close. It's yeah. enough
1: to recognize <laughs> it, but it, yeah, it's awesome.
0: Uh, maneater, Hollow Notes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, you belong to the city, Glenn Fry. Sing it. Play it. <laughs> Here it is.
0: Okay, I'm not as familiar with that one, but while it was playing, I remembered uh, another, I think this is Glenn Fry also, The Heat Is On? Yeah. Is that Glenn is on, Fry? Yeah, it's Glenn Fry. Yeah, from Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. that
1: Everything on that Glenn Fry album is sax heavy. Really? It's good. It's that one, it's this one, and there's one more that's slipping me, and I cannot believe that I can't remember He's it. He's
0: like, we're going full tilt on saxophone, that's right. guys.
1: Yeah, but the, the the yeah, sax
0: part's really good on this wow. as it
1: progresses along.
0: Uh I, is there a Dave? I feel like there's a Dave Matthews song. Yeah, I don't wrote down reach.
1: one Dave song, "Ants Marching."
0: that's the Ba-ba-da. one. Oh, I was trying to think, and, and I couldn't get there. Yeah, um, uh, does Yakety Sax count? <laughs> yeah, that's
1: my cat's boots, Randolph. Boots Randolph. Boots Randolph. <laughs> I don't know if that
0: counts. It's not really a hook. It's yeah, so I don't know
1: if we could count solos. I wrote down some solos too, like. I want a new drug. The Huey Lewis in the news He's yep. got a good solo. Smooth Operator. I yep. said, uh, "Just the way you are." Billy Joel's got a really yep. good sax part.
0: Uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, a sax hook. Yeah. I
1: forget that's, that's, good. Good. that's sax. Yeah, yeah. Um, Born to Run solo is really good. Clarence yeah? Clemons. Okay. Um, Clarence Clemons. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Plays with his glasses on. You know why? Stage fright.
0: Really? Yep. Man, I. You know what? I just read an interview, I think, yesterday. Maybe um, that's Leroy Moore that I'm thinking of from Dave Matthews. It's one of them. Oh, maybe, maybe both of them do. Maybe they do. I mean, uh, I, I read an interview yesterday with Joe Satriani, a uh, famous you know, uh, instrumental guitar player, and, um, and he, he plays with sunglasses on for, for that same reason. Really? That he, he says it puts a barrier between him and the audience and allows him to feel f- freer than if he's not wearing them. And that's also, cool. it blocks out the lights. Yeah. But, but it gives him an element of, uh, you know, freedom. To be able to just know that part of him is covered, like so, I totally understand that. I feel that way when I wear a vest,
1: (laughs) sweater vest.
0: (laughs) Yes, look, I'm wearing (laughs) one now. I'm wearing a fleece vest. You're rocking a vest. If you've seen me at church in the last like six months, you've probably seen me wearing this sweater vest all the time. uh, Because I don't know, it makes me feel invincible.
1: Me and Rob aren't too shy to wear (sighs) sweater vest or socks with sandals. No way, we'll bring it. Sandals, please. Way to go.
0: Absolutely. Um.
1: Yeah, that's what I've got on sex parts Um, album. You got anything on the album? I got a little bit about the album.
0: Uh, I I have that uh, minute work. uh, We're the first Australian artists to have a simultaneous number one album and number one single in the U.S. Billboard charts uh, for the album, this album, business as usual, and for the single, Down Under. Yep, um, also on this album. you you come from the London Under. I got a good story about that song. Do know? tell. Um, you know that was one that
1: they actually, Well, I can talk about it on the Meet the Band section. Let's save it. Okay. We'll table this, but this is good.
0: All right, so album and single, number one simultaneously uh, in the U.S. Same for Australia, New Zealand, and the U.K. charts. All This song, like blew up. This album blew up. They were like they've sold uh thirty million albums worldwide. Minute work. That's a lot. How about it, right? Like I always thought kind of a kitschy um, You know, like, oh, it's the, you know, the Australian, like a novelty thing, you know what I mean? But the, they were like. Kind of like Gus
1: Polinski, Poker King of the Midwest from Home Alone, like, <laughs> yeah, sold about 623 copies. Exactly. Like, that's that guy. Yeah. Like, that's Colin Hay. Yeah, yeah,
0: I thought they were just kind of a whatever. But then I grew up and realized, oh, this Colin Hay guy can really write it's, a yeah. song. Like, uh, honestly, I feel like for, for me, this is not my the best song of theirs. Overkill. Overkill is Definitely. their best song. Yeah, Why did we that. not do Overkill? We should have. I don't know. <clears throat> There's
1: no good sax parts in it. Maybe, overkill. Someday. maybe, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh
0: but uh, yeah, uh, like Overkill is an incredible song. Yeah. And I realized it when I heard it done acoustically on the TV show Scrubs. Scrubs? Yeah. yeah. Uh when it was just stripped down to the song because the production on this album and all their songs is very eighties. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and so it kind of just all feels hokey and bouncy, you know, poppy. whatever. So it's easy to get lost in that and real. And, and, and so I did when I was a kid, I was like, whatever. A great song. but all these songs are really well written. Even this one has a really good lyric, a cool melody. The, like the, the, uh, the melody, the melody that he sings on the chorus is a little bit different than the sax hook. The sax hook is a, just a little bit more complicated. Uh, so he, he, he on the chorus, he sings, starting on the fifth. Uh, so we're in a, a minor key, um, and he starts on the fifth. Who can it... Right? So we're on the fifth.
1: It's an A, so it starts six, on a
0: C-sharp minor. Right, C-sharp minor. Uh, so that's going to be a G-sharp, A, G-sharp, E, and then back down. Uh, a, G-sharp. Who can Who can it be now? So it's like five, flat, six, five, one, flat, six, five. Okay, if, mm-hmm. we're, th- if we're thinking... In over a C minor chord, over a C sharp yeah. minor chord, yeah. <clears throat> um, but the um, the sax melody actually starts on the root of the to chord, so it's a? going to C sharp or C sharp. Okay, so it's going. It's a bigger leap. Dun, 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 dun. Everything's okay. the same except the first note, and then on the next chord, which is a B chord, B chord. it go- it starts on the B. So it goes bum 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 Same thing it's just starting on the C sharp and the B which is it's the like five chord because it's in the key of E. Correct. Yes. Yes. So anyway it just gives us some interesting tonality um very very cool it's a it's a minor thing but it doesn't feel That's cool. you know super minor it just it just feels a little bit weird it feels a little unsettled yeah. which thematically sort of it really fits the song you know it feels a little bit like you can just kind of uh, see, you know, him kind of huddled in a corner, trying not to be discovered mm-hmm. by who, you know, he's talking in the second verse about, you know, like if I move, if I make a sound, they're gonna know I'm here and they won't go away. Drug dealers and, are coming in. Drug dealers are coming, and you know, whatever. Um, I, I I did have several questions about the theme of the song because in my research it just didn't come up. The, Sorry, I have
1: ruined a bunch so, of questions.
0: Okay, I do have one question. He says in in the second verse that he is uh, inside with his childhood friend. Hang on, let me
1: pull out the inside liner notes of this album cover. Yeah,
0: check the second verse. Okay. And, um... The other side of the liner notes on this album look like a kidnapping letter, like a, <laughs> it's a ransom note. That's right. And they're like, if you ever want to see Minute Work again, you'll do what I say. Do yourself
1: a favor and pick up the <clears throat> Minute Work vinyl um, known for Who Can It Be Now, Down Under, and Be Good Johnny. Haven't listened be to Be Good Johnny. Good not Johnny Be Good. Not Johnny Be Good. Be, be Good, good Johnny. Johnny. The Australian version. Okay, yeah. s- a second verse. I like it here with my childhood friends. Here yeah. they come, those feelings again.
0: Yeah. that part. I wonder who the childhood friend is. Does it say friends in the lyrics? Multiple friends? It says friend singular. Okay. So I wonder what that... Who that friend is? Yeah, or what that is a reference to. In the video, he's singing next to a guitar amp. He's got a little, like a 10-inch guitar amp. And so I wonder if that's actually kind of what he's referring to or... Because the video is otherwise very literal. Yeah. Like, it's a a very... What they're singing is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was his intention. Camera's all close on his face and stuff. Yeah, you know, I have a question about that. I... Okay, I'm just going to say it. We're all thinking it. Why'd they put the camera right in his face when everybody knows he's got a messed up eye? Yeah. Like, (laughs) like he's got a real bad, I don't know if you call it a lazy eye. I don't know if that's... (laughs) Un, you know whatever I don't know if that's a mean way to call it but like he has one eye that just looks in kind of the opposite I direction I wonder
1: if they did it to get some notoriety like to get some notoriety like let's listen to the band with the guy with the eye <laughs> you the know? Australian
0: guy with the, the eye. Australian guy with the you eye know? let's put it up close and yeah. that's yeah I mean they're like I don't know I don't know but they, I mean he's not afraid of it you know maybe it was just a thing It was like man I'm you know like he, he It was makes not- it
1: look like he's looking around, though. It like, does- who can it be? Like, uh, my eyes are going crazy. <laughs> I'm looking around trying to find out who it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're really nice people, guys. Man.
0: I know you think we get out here and just, just <laughs> rip people, but we. Uh, you know, he just, uh, he, I mean, he wasn't going for sexy. You know, they weren't <laughs> going for sexy with that shot. It's an uncomfortably close, and he's just letting the eye just go all over the place. Um,
1: This is one time that I wish this was a video cast Where you could see Rob's (laughs) crazy eyes It's
0: quite impressive what he's doing But enough bullying about something somebody has no control over How about we meet the band? Let's meet the band Hey,
1: let's meet the band It's time to meet the band Hey mama, let's meet the band Let's all meet the band We're going to meet the band of men at work um, the aforementioned Colin Hay on lead vocals and guitar. Um, he was born in Scotland hmm. Scotland, and immigrated to Australia at the age of 14. Um, now he does audiobooks where he narrates Aesop's fables. Huh. Um, he does have a
0: good voice. Yeah. You know, I've never even thought about... I mean, of course he's Scottish. Like, he is Scottish. And his name's Colin Hay. That's like, Scottish isn't like, it Yeah, comes. and like, I just, you know, they're the Australian band. So he... That's not Mick Dundee or anything. That's right. Not, that's he, definitely interesting. I just never, I don't know, never put those two together. Okay. Um, he married a girl named Cecilia
1: Noel and she now sings back up at all of his shows. So that's kind of cool. I like it when people keep it in the family. True. Rob's wife is a fantastic singer and yes. they sing well together.
0: Shout right. out to crystal. That's
1: right. Um, Greg ham, the sax player on this killer sax player also plays flute and keyboard. Um, other riff that he's most notable for other than this killer sax riff is the flute part on Down Under Mm -hmm. and he was actually accused of plagiarizing that song did you hear about that really yeah there's a song if you want to play you can play a flute part of the Down Under if you want later now whenever yeah No. let's hear it That was actually, he got accused of plagiarizing a song called Kookaburra, um, which we can listen to later if you want, um, that says that he took the flute part from the melody of this song called Kookaburra. Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. Merry, merry, king of the bush is he. And actually, in court, he lost. Huh. Um, so, And then he died in 2012 of mysterious causes And some say a heart attack Some say heroin I know those are two completely different things But they say that he never recovered After this plagiarism accusation really? Like this took down Greg Ham. Wow And he's like I'm always going to be remembered as the guy That's biggest that hit stole. I stole from something else That's crazy um, So R.I.P. Greg But a great, great musician nonetheless
0: Is it Kookaburra? An it's animal? a bird. A I bird. Think it's a bird. Is it an Australian thing? Oh, that'd be weird. If know, it there's was. a bunch of weird animals in Australia. Have you Kangaroos. ever gone down the rabbit hole of strange Australian animals? I have not. They have, I mean, there's stuff down there that is bigger and weirder than anything else on the planet. Like, it's like, I mean, honest to goodness, just if you're listening, just pause right now and go Google search weird Australian animals.
1: We typically have these things prepared, but yeah. sorry, we don't have a list of those. Those will be fun for your You need your pictures viewing, anyway. They'll terrify pleasure. you. Um, on bass, guy named John Ress that I could find nothing about. Nothing. I no. looked all over the place. So good job playing bass, John. Sorry I don't have more on you. Um, drums, guy named Jerry Spicer. Um, He was a session player up to these guys, and he played with a couple bands after them that I've never heard of. FX, not the TV station, and a band called Frost. Um, On guitar, this is uh, probably the most other notable or cool story of a a bandmate. Ron Strykert played guitar on this album, and he and Colin Hay were an acoustic duo in 1978, and they did everything just as an acoustic duo until Minute Work started. And when Minute Work actually began, he played bass um, for them. And they were originally a band called Riff Raff. Um, And he changed his, he went from playing bass when they added John Rest to playing guitar. Um, And if you listen to the progressions of the Minute Work albums, his early albums he played a lot of long sustained notes and he went from there to more of a staccato type rapid fire guitar player um which is kind of the way a bass player would change yes because he's primarily a bass player before doing that he used customized yamaha sc800 guitar with emgs pickups um, and he would duel with fellow guitarist Colin Hay a lot live. They do a lot of dueling, dueling stuff. So
0: interesting. It's kind of like you and I used to be an acoustic duo before we went on to form the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> that's right. that's right. Have we ever talked about that oh, before? Oh man, that's crazy. That was, Those that was, were the days. Yeah, that's another, another episode,
1: that's, uh, that's, uh, but he, uh, actually got a death threat. ...placed on him...
0: By a Kookaburro? No, uh, I'm sorry. I was going to re- say, me, this kookaburra just came look, in and wrecked this let me, band. Let me
1: rephrase that. He actually got arrested for placing a death threat... Oh, that's on, entirely
0: different. ...on Colin
1: Hay, Whoa, the lead singer. Yo! So not only did they become not... They weren't childhood
0: friends wow. anymore if it was
1: him. They weren't the, the buddies they were as an acoustic duo. Jeez. He got arrested for, for putting a death threat on the lead singer and former best friend.
0: Wow. So, yeah. Man. All Which right. is
1: not the way so, we ended our Backstreet Boys. So,
0: yeah. so now it's time to play Spot the Yoko. Oh, We've got to find the Yoko at fault for this. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. It's probably money.
1: Yeah, oh, they're good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I got on Meet the Band. All right. Uh, notable covers of this song. Um, I, the most notable one I found was by Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, they have a cover of of Who Can It Be Now? I didn't they're really... the one week,
1: guys. It's been yes. one week. Right.
0: And uh was The Old Apartment. That was the first song that I became aware of, Bare Naked Ladies, The I Old don't Apartment. I don't know that one. Um, and uh anyway. Uh don't just Google search. I don't know if it's don't safe to just Google, Google search, search bare naked ladies. Yeah, it, they might be popular enough that that might actually be the first yeah. thing that comes I up. Um, I wouldn't chance it. But I turn your safe search on real high before you go Google searching. Um, so, but yeah, uh, I did notice you were talking about the, the bass, um, being very short of sort of staccato. And that was one of the things I noted on this song that the bass on this, <clears throat> there's sort of like several l- levels of bass playing for me when it comes to just length of notes. Like if you told me just play eight notes on this song, pop, bop, 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 Right there's some bass players who you would say play eighth notes and they would go. They would be legato, full length notes, ba 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 ba. You would get that. Then there's some who would play with what I call fat fingers, where you. You give it just enough space, you give the note just a little breath in between. Bop, 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 bop. And then you got this which is staccato, which just means very, 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 very short. It's like And this th- that's what the bass is doing on this whole song. It's very staccato. He's gotta be playing with a pick. You think? I don't I would think if he was playing with a pick, he'd be muting thum- it and it would ring out thumb more. Thumb? Yeah, maybe it's just bumpy. I don't know, but it's very staccato. Um seems like that would be annoying to even just have to keep up. Um, but it was noticeable, um, listen to the song. So it's cool that you said that they, there was a noticeable sort of progression for him that he used to play more legato and I ended up playing more staccato. Um, do you have any other notes on this song or on minute work in general? Not really. Um, I did go just look up some other notable Australian musicians. Um, just for kicks some of these i didn't realize were australian some of them like keith urban you know sure. kind of everybody knows keith yeah. urban's australian uh olivia newton john i huh. felt like i probably had heard that I at some know point that, I don't know. now that you
1: say it it makes sense yeah uh
0: kylie minogue you remember kylie minogue uh sia uh-uh. sia is australian i didn't know this i
1: don't know a sia song
0: oh you know chandelier uh no i can't believe i know a current song that you don't know I'm gonna fly from the Uh, chandelier. Uh, uh, Yeah, okay. Okay. She's Australian. Um, Gautier, is that right? The somebody that I used to know, Australian. Um, Okay, we're gonna going back for this one to high school. Do you remember Tina Arena? Chains. The song was Chains. Baby, baby, I'm in chains. I don't know that one. Okay. All right. Anyway, she's Australian. Iggy Azalea. Yeah. I didn't know she was Australian. Tommy Emmanuel, Yeah, guitar, guitar legend. I, he got a car from us at Enterprise. No kidding. Lives in Nashville. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Michael Hutchins of NXS, lead singer of NXS.
1: I know uh, NXS. I yeah. didn't know his name.
0: Uh, Natalie Imbruglia. Did rehearsed? they do a,
1: like an NXS show, like join the band of NXS? Wasn't that a thing? Oh, after he died? Yeah, I think they did a, you I could be the lead like a... singer from, making the band, NXS. Making NXS. the band, really? That was it. You could wow. I forgot about that.
0: Um... Rick Springfield yeah. is Australian. I always forget that, that he's not American. Jesse's girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, uh, Malcolm Young, ACDC. ACDC. Um, so quite a, quite a lot of, that's like... A, wow,
1: yeah.
0: Of, you know, those are well-known. Those are, yeah, like, those are big names. Big names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, interesting. Good job, um, Australia. I always good job, to, Australia.
1: You ever played Risk? Game Risk? Yes. I always try to get Australia <laughs> and block off, like, because you can build your army down there. Yeah. So Risk is...
0: I've owned several different versions of Risk. Yeah. Um, then uh, Space Risk, Star Wars Risk, Lord oh. of the Rings Risk. Oh, wow. Just plain old Risk.
1: That's not a game you can play in an hour. No. It's, it's, it's block off a night. And, yeah.
0: And go for like three hours. Yeah, and just do it. It can be longer than Monopoly.
1: It can be. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
0: There's actually a cool version of we're both big baseball fans. Absolutely. As listeners may know, Um, there's a cool, a cool thing on uh, MLB, the show for PlayStation. The 2017 version had a basically a version of risk done by winning baseball games. And it's it's uh, it's like conquer the United States. And it has where all the teams are set up uh, in their territories. Like the Braves are based in Atlanta, Atlanta. And they have a stronghold in Atlanta. And then they are surrounded by certain like hexagons that represent a fan base and you invade other territories by winning games and you steal their fans. Oh, they become cool. your fans and you grow and you spread. It puts you in like the upper, uh, like western part of the upper midwest. So like almost like the Dakotas mm-hmm. where there's Nobody nothing. Yeah. And you have to try and take over. It's just America. The there's no Kamchatka. States. Yeah. <laughs> <Can't> win Kamchatka. <laughs> yes. Um. So anyway, but it's very cool. I was like, That's I realized I, I started playing and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is risk. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Like, so then I told my, instead my kids of rolling, playing, yeah, he, you just play, play baseball. baseball. You play that's three awesome. three inning baseball games. Dude, that's so cool. And it's very neat. So, shouts out to MLB the show. Uh, way to go, Sony! You really, you really did a cool thing on that. That was awesome. Uh, anything else on Who Can It Be? Now, I'm good, man. Man, okay. Let's take it out with a little bit more of the sax solo Sounds and uh, and just have fun. It's just a fun song. It's weird that it's such a fun song about being, feeling maybe like your life is in danger. (laughs) Like I'm kind of hiding in a thing, but I'm just kind of singing this, you know, chipper little song about it. And it's, you know, it is what it is. I hope I make it through the night. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Thanks you guys for listening so much to this episode of the great song podcast, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week on an episode of the great song podcast. I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music.